every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show, where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. Not only did he play in professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League. He was a tight end. He he can move. He was nimble. He can he can move and do his thing. I got to watch some. I wonder if they do they still have footage of you out there somewhere in the ether. But you know, I got my own footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was also on that first uh, Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. What is good, my brother? Man, just another day in paradise, bro. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we we're at that point now where it's going to be just as hard for us to talk about these games yeah. as it is for some people to watch these games yeah. as it is for some people to play in these games. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. So so the uh, Cardinals traveled to the uh, to Denver to Mile High Stadium and they uh they came in with a what 4 and 10 record, no, 4 and 9. And anyway, they leave, they are now 4 and 10, the, the Arizona Cardinals and the uh, Denver Broncos improved to 4 and 10 as they lost 24 to 15. Uh, it was definitely a battle of the backup quarterbacks. I want to get your thoughts on this. And then we'll take it a little bit more into the psyche of, of those things because I know that, again, as I mentioned, of course, as I always mentioned in our intro, that you played on that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. But you've can been I ask on some you a teams. question real quick? Yes, sir. Uh, can I know Denver won, but could you say they actually improved the 4-10? and 10? Is that I the mean, right terminology? <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, I mean, if yeah. the, the, proof, the <laughs> definition of the word is to be to be better than what was the previous state. So improved, it's a loose <laughs> thing. So, yeah, so improved. So <laughs> we're not going to say they're a juggernaut by any means. But uh, so, yeah, I want to get into your, your mind in terms of the psyche of a team because you've been on a team or two that underperformed as well. Um, and so I want to so definitely get your thoughts on that. But this game, what was interesting to me, and I'm curious your thoughts. And <laughs> every time this man makes a play, you pop into my head. In the first, in the first half, JJ Watt seemed like a man possessed, playing with his hair on fire. He got a, he got a, uh, he got a sack. He got a uh, tackle for loss. He was really, he he seemed to be really mo- motivated. Probably isn't the best way, best term, but he was really performing well. It was. <sighs> I'm pausing because was it a defensive matchup or was it more of a lack of offense? Because even though the, the, uh, the Broncos are four and 10, their defense is the best side of the ball. It's, it's the offense that has everybody upset because you bring in Russell Wilson and who was their, their head coach uh, Hackett, who's supposed to be this offensive mind and all these things. And, but it's the defense that has been keeping them in game. So a lot of these games in which they lose, they're losing by, a, a possession and it's the defense keeping him in. And while there are more, there's more talent on the offensive side of the ball for the Cardinals, the defense for the most part 
has been the side of the ball have been the group that has at least has has at least made us feel somewhat good that started out the the game but then as it went on they're definitely the the difference in talent reared its ugly head but your thoughts on this game because i i was i was watching this game and i said man please let this be over because i just want to talk about this and move on to the next show but your thoughts on this game man no you're exactly right i had the same feeling and to be honest with you you know how I watch TV around here. I'm watching what's best. I'm not watching what I, you know, necessarily, you know, I know we're supposed to watch the cross. <laughs> right. That that was a tough watch. And yeah. that was, you know, and you start the game off right out the bat. We got two backup quarterbacks. No disrespect to either one of them. But, you know, we, many weeks ago, or I should say months ago, when the schedule came out and when you saw this game on the calendar, you're thinking, wow, Russell Wilson against Kyler Murray? Yes, sir. You know, who would have thought – you know, uh, Colt McCoy versus uh, Brett Rippon, and then Colt goes down. Yeah, third quarter and, with concussion. Yeah, yes, third sir. quarter. And quite honestly, man, this is, you know, this I, – I, and I have to be in full, uh, uh, you know, comparison or what do they call transparency. Transparency, yeah. I actually at the last minute, because, you know, I do these conference pools and stuff like that, I actually changed my pick to Denver but just because of the fact – of the defense, the Denver defense. Yeah. You know, I just to myself, I thought, you know, I, I think Colt is better than Ripon, but their defense is better than our defense. Um, and in the end, as ugly a watch as it was, you know, because I kept peeking at it, peeking at it. And at one point, you know, it looked like we kind of had control of it. I guess if you can call uh, 10 to 9, and then it was uh, 16 to 9 or whatever, 16, 10, whatever it was. But uh, this was. You know, this is once again, I, and let me throw a, an observation in mind. It, yes. you know, your boy Cliff at this point, I don't know what he's coaching for. Okay, because I know, I, I think I know what you. Hopefully, I know what you're gonna say because I'm gonna throw this out there. There was in the fourth quarter, the Cardinals they scored. They made it 24-15. Did you see? Were you still watching at that time? No. They made it 24-15. He went for two. Yes. And they still had that. they still had a lot of time left. So if yeah. you kick that ball. And you go, and so then you make it twenty four sixteen. Now you know it's still a okay, one when score. We, it's still yeah. one score game. We just we got to score, and we got to get the two point conversion. And there we go. As opposed to it's twenty four fifteen. This game is over. I don't understand why he did that, but go ahead because I want to talk about I that. Actually, at some point yeah, I actually, yeah, we can talk about that because I did see that. I was actually going to say it's almost like he's trying to uh, audition for GQ model on the sideline with the the, the shades and the you know my yeah. man just. I mean, at this point, it's all about just looking cool over there, I guess. Because as you mentioned. I guess leading into what you just talked about, it's not about making the right coaching moves or being prepared for situations. It obviously, obviously isn't that because even in a game like this, here's the thing about it, Jay, a game like this, we almost look at it like, you know, it's a throwaway game for someone like Kingsbury in his position, yes. man, he needs to be coaching at full throttle right now. Yeah. And it does not look like he is, I'm not going to say fully engaged, but if, if, if this is the best game plan and everything you can kind of come out with, let me throw something at you once again, bro. Yes. We ran the ball a total. We ran the ball. I yes. talked about this the other day. Yeah. Game plan should be we are going to take James Conner up there and use him like a battering ram. Right. We're going to run this ball with our backup quarterback. I know he's a talented veteran-style backup quarterback. Yeah. We're going to go up to Denver, and we are going to – batter their defensive line and their secondary with our running game yes for the game we ran the ball a total 
a grand total. Speak on it. A grand total of 20 times. Man. With when you get to your third string quarterback at that. Yes. We ran the ball a a total of 20 times. That leads me to believe that he has absolutely, positively no idea what he's doing. Oh, is it that? Is it that stark? Is it that? Is yes. it that cut and dry for you? On, for me, at this point, yeah. Okay. At this point, I mean, if it walks like a duck, cracks like a duck, it's a duck, All right. baby. All right. I mean, at this point, and I'm talking about, you know, we're we're past the point of trying to see how smart you are. If yeah. you want to win some ball games, you go with your best. What would have been your best game plan to me is let's go up there and see if they can stop our running game. We might run the run the ball forty times today. Yes. And that's going to be it. And then when Colt goes down, and it's not a blowout at that point. I mean, at the at the half, it's ten nine Denver. Yes, sir. I mean, you, you, there's at some point you pull this running game out on the road, man, and you make them. You you basically say we're going to run the ball. You stop us until you do. We're going to keep doing it. We never even got to that point. Twenty runs total in a game with your eventually your third string. Uh, quarterback in and I like I said it was actually on, six three six three at the half and that makes half, it and that's yeah. and that's, that's even, even an indictment and they yeah. were lucky to be in the lead at that time yeah. the Cardinals and so Cardinals. that's is, is what do you do and again I I've, I never played so oftentimes I'm that I'm that dude especially when we talk and I try to say but hey come on man easy come on man it can't be like this and you and you are you are the voice of wisdom when it comes to when it comes to that when it comes to trying to get me to understand no there is a responsibility for this coach to be able to to one you have the responsibility to your players who are trying to they they out there they they're it's play in and play out they are putting their their health on the line right yeah. and it's your responsibility to not just prepare cuz that's a different thing cuz you you can you can read all the books and so bear with me everybody you can read all the books you want and learn and read about strategy, but until you say, here is what I'm going to put into action to therefore, to, to therefore see where the opportunities are for improvement. So you can watch all the film you want and be a great mind, but until you put those things into practice, that I think is where there is the, that's where the disconnect is. And I, and I guess that's why you feel so strongly about, he's just, he's just not cut out for this. Not cut out for it. And this, and I just, just, just popped in my head. It might be a stupid analogy, but I'll throw it out there anyway. If say one day, you know, we've all been there, your car breaks down, you know, uh, nobody in the house has a car. Uh, somebody borrowed your wife's car, your car's in the shop for the weekend, but you had some plans, right? Or right. you wanted to make plans with the wife. And instead of doing something like, Hey, let's, you know, uh, go somewhere around the corner. You made reservations all the way out in uh, Scottsdale from your house, right. 35, 40 minutes away. Right. Yeah. The game plan would be, hey, babe, let's just take an Uber around the corner. Westgate is right around the corner, yeah. five minutes away. Let's yeah. just go over there. There's plenty of options. Let's get it in real quick. You know, you 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 do accordingly, right? Yes. That's what I'm talking about with Kingsbury. You do accordingly. You're on Colt McCoy, which honestly, like I said, he still is a backup quarterback. You're going. He's limited. A- when you watch him, he's the, limited. The, the, the dump offs. I mean, he's he's checking down and he's throwing maybe five seven yards, but. As you, but he's a backup, so, so your you have game to have plan yes. should be: let's take this running game and see. Yes. I mean, it's not like you don't have a, a viable option in Connor. True, Connor's sitting there, t- bro. And I'm, I'm looking at this, bro. I said 20 carries, right? Yeah. Two, three of them were by your quarterbacks. Yes. So yes. basically, yes. Connor had 16 carries. 
Uh, Ingram had one. So we basically went up there and ran the ball 17 times <laughs> in a game. Yeah. 17 total times yeah. and that's your game plan bro yeah. that's what i'm saying when you are you are so out of skew in terms of how like how we need to plan this from the beginning like bro i would have been in my in the meetings on wednesday right yes i would have called a meeting with the whole offensive unit and i'd have said i'd have pointed all five of my six of my seven of my offensive linemen i said hey you guys all stand up because i want everybody to hear this I want to know what's going on here. So my seven, my five starters and my two or three guys that might get in, right? Right. I would say, we're going up to Denver this week. This game is on all seven of you guys because Ooh. we are going to ride you dudes like the, I need you guys preparing to punch somebody in the mouth. Ooh. Now, I'm not even the head coach. I'm sitting there. Does this sound like something that would get you hype? Yeah, if, you know, man. I, so I all, now, I, now I'm going home and I'm watching film I, and bro, I'm trying to, yeah, whatever. I I'm want doing. all seven of you to know. This is on you this week because Man. our game plan is to go up there. And James Conner, by the way, you stand up over there. Mr. James Conner, I'm planning on you getting 25, 30 touches, and I want you to punish every dude that tries to put their hands on you. And we're going to punch these dudes. I mean, you, right there, you start the week Ooh. off, and the dudes are like, oh, shoot. You know, what <laughs> you know what the offensive line is doing, Jay? What's they're up? going into their meeting room, and they're sitting there like, oh, it's on. It's on, bro. We, hey. I mean, sounds, sounds like a plan to me. Man. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I, <laughs> All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals again. We do this thing twice a week. So this is our this is our reaction, our response, our 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 analysis of the most recent game. And of course, we're talking about the Denver Broncos. And then on our Thursday show, now we we kind of give a reflection of in terms of any clean up anything that's happened so far during the week, but also because of the hard knocks and season, we we give our thoughts on that. But let me ask you this. Since you have not only, not only have you played the game and you have the unique perspective of playing two sports. And so those people who are supposed to be in leadership, where, where do you learn that? Where does a coach or a manager, manager because you play baseball, where does a coach or a manager learn that what you just talked about? Hey, I'm just everybody step in when you have all the people in the, in, in that, in that one, the big meeting room and you say, this is what we going to do this week. This is what the mantra is. This is what, this is what we doing. So when we go to practice, uh, setting that tone, where does that come from? Is that something that can be learned or is that something that is innate within, within that particular person? What, what well, do you think? Most coaches put in work, put in time to get where they are. What happened with Cliff Kingsbury, man? He 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 had a cup of coffee with McVay yeah. and was anointed a genius, signed as an offensive coordinator with USC. Cardinals went, no, no, wait a minute. We can't. Hey, Cliff, you got to come over here and coach our team. Where Where is the trail of one Cliff Kingsbury? Meaning, you look at a lot of these coaches, they come from a tree, okay? Uh, McVay's tree doesn't even have fruit on it yet. Doesn't even have leaves on it yet. Right. You know, you look at some of these other coaches, you talk about a, uh, even a, well, Belichick tree isn't all that fruitful, meaning yeah. great coaches, but you know, your Shanahan's, I mean, old Shanahan. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, you go back to some of the other old dudes, you know. Andy um, Reid has a decent tree. Andy Reid has a good tree. Yeah. Um, a man who used to coach the Colts, um, um, uh, Dungy. Brother, Dungy. Uh, D- yeah. These are, now what happens is dudes that coach under him, you start to learn, not that you don't, you don't want to, emulate him to the fullest but you start to learn how you treat your players how you coach how you motivate how you you know somebody like kingsbury 
Like I said, they basically say he's a great, a, a good, I wouldn't even call him, he's a good offensive coordinator, so he's got to be a good coach, right? So let's just make him a coach, a head, a head coach. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing. He hasn't let what he, who he's, he studied under to all of a sudden that we anointed him a, an offensive genius, which meant he can now not just coach offense, we're going to give him the entire organization to run, the CEO, go, go, go make this fruitful. He is not – in my opinion, he never put in what I would call the the long road. You know, some of these guys are getting these jobs because, like I said, they coach for five minutes on this dude or this or that. Yeah. And then, you know, as far as their leadership style and stuff, like, we have no idea what kind of leaders there are because they have not led yet. Mm-hmm. You know, Kingsbury yeah. was a coach in college. You know, can you do it at that level? We've seen how it does not trans, uh, you know, translate. Sometimes translate to – the next level sometime, but you ask the question of where do you learn it? You learn it from your, you know, your years of, you know, on the grind, mm-hmm. you know, you look at some of the great ones from yesteryear, they started off, you know, quality control dudes and then moved to this, yeah. you know, and then they finally got a position and they did that for a bunch of years. Then they turned into a coordinator or, or and then slash assistant coach. And mm-hmm. then man, now, like I said, if you, if you know McVay, how, how long were you with him? Oh yeah, you know you guys had coffee. You, you don't wait a minute. You guys had lunch together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So as we look at this game again, it's I'm, I'm sitting there. My my oldest is home from college, so he's here for for a few weeks. And he says it, at one point in the game in the third quarter, because again, if you look at this game at the end of at the end of the third quarter, as you mentioned earlier, it was ten nine at the end of the third so the game they were still able to if you make some plays if you do some things if maybe you pound the ball down their throat if it's he when when that poor decision when that poor uh uh um two-point conversion call was made by cliff and it didn't convert he said he was upset for a moment and then he paused and he said good job good job because i i, I want a better pick but then i asked him the of course the great follow-up question do you trust who would be making the pick? If it stays as it is, trust who will be making the pick. So he's, you You keep saying, and you said it for a couple of weeks, especially on our radio show, Easy Sports Talk, 10, on 1060 AM every Saturday from 10 AM to noon here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. But he, you said that you got, you got to want a better, you, you can't, trying to, trying to finish strong does you no good. And so he's a diehard fan that says, I don't want you to finish strong. I want these draft picks. So what do you think about that? Oh, give me the question one more time. So he was so in terms of with these poor decisions by Cliff Kingsbury, my son says, "Hey, I'm he was upset then he says, "Yeah, I'm I'm good. I want a better draft pick. I want a better draft pick so I don't really want to win. So good job. I don't I don't care about this because it, it's there things are just the sum of the parts does not equal success. So what what are your it seems like that's something that that supports your your uh, your claim that let's try to just get a better draft pick. Well, here's the thing, and I know they would never do it or never say they were doing it intentionally, mm-hmm. but inside, in their minds, meaning the front office, we all know we're at four and ten now. The season is a wash. Yes. So what they would like to do, you know what they would like to do? They would like to see a bunch of dudes out there at least trying to ball out, maybe coming up a little short, but you're not giving up. Here's the thing. Everything that the players do 
moving forward, the last mm-hmm. three games of this season yeah. are a reflection, not just on themselves, meaning the players, it's also a reflection on Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. It's also a reflection on the front office right. because as a coach, you've lost them if they're not, you know, giving you a hundred percent. And if for as far as front office, it's like, what kind of players did you bring in here? Dudes that are just going to quit on it. You end when right. things aren't going well. So yeah. what you'd like to see, you'd like to see dudes flying around, giving it everything they have, but maybe just coming up a little short. And then you can blame it on different things. <laughs> right. You can blame it on, you know, we don't have Kyler Murray. We got a lot of dudes injured. We might have to start sitting guys now because, you know, it's been a long season. We just don't want to put them in harm's way. We want to protect them from themselves. You know, blah, you run down a list of excuses you make. Right. Um, and, you know, you and I have talked about this. Player-wise, there's not a dude out there that will would support um, tanking or anything like that. Uh, most guys, and I say most guys, especially guys that – need a job next year or not guaranteed a contract or a place mm, on the roster. Right. You better be out there balling out. There are certain guys that contract is signed. You know, I got, I'm making 15, 20 million in the next year, whatever the amount may be. I don't necessarily want to go into this off season thinking about surgery or anything like that. I've made it to game 14. I'm not saying I'm not going to ball, but when it comes time to hmm. throw that extra shoulder out there or do this, I'm going to yeah. try to f- figure out a way to get through these next three as healthy as I possibly can be. You know, the thing at this point, as far as the wins, though, yeah, the organization, we'll have to look. We'll do our tracker after this week. We know we're currently in the sixth spot as far as in the draft. You know, who knows? We might slide up to five, something crazy like that. Man. And, you know, like <clears throat> I said, from there, the last three, four games, last, what, three games, you know, like I said, they wouldn't be – their feelings wouldn't be hurt if, you know, we – kept that five spot or even better. At some point, I'm pretty sure we'd top out because Houston's bad. And there's a couple other teams that are really bad. But, you know, even Denver just stepped up in front of us probably with a tiebreaker. But as far as Denver goes, they don't have anything to play for draft-wise anyway because they give all their drafts up for yeah. one, uh, Russell Wilson. Indeed. So I want to ask this but, and so before we get out of here because this is going to be – when you have a season such as this where there were higher expectations going in, even though – Somebody like me thought that they would at least meet yeah, certain aspects boy. of those high expectations, but <laughs> but when it when it all falls down, when it all falls apart, the thing I want to get to is that when the 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 psyche, the psyche of when you're losing in this way, the psyche of a team, um, how it, 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 so the psyche of the team, but then also when you're whoever is going to be making the choice to be able to to either tear this down and build it back up, trying to find players with a certain mindset. I'm just curious, how is that easier said than done? Because when I say this, Buda Baker, and even, and I know, I know we always clown, but JJ Watt, he, he plays, he plays, he, he's, he, he want you, he seems to be playing at a level or at least energy wise that look, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to do the best that I can, so I'm doing my job. Somebody like a Buda Baker gets a gets an interception. In I believe it was the fourth quarter. He's playing. He's going hard. How easy, or how difficult is it to find those types of players? Because if you if you're a player that has a level, let's say your ceiling is a 70 rating, and another player's, uh, but you're playing at 100 percent effort versus somebody that has an 85 rating, but they're playing at 70% effort. It seems like that first player would get more out of their ability. You'd be able to get more out of them being able to stay in games and because of that hustle, get more. How challenging 
is it to find those players that care that much and want to always perform? Man, oh, you got to remember, Jay, it's a roster of 53. Right. So, you know, when you have a small office, you know, you can tell who's in the trenches, who's not. Yeah. You know, you got, you know, some of the large office sometimes with 15, 20 people, you know, whatever it is, you know, and, and everybody has different responsibilities, you know, stuff like that. When you're looking at a roster as far as, you know, 53, what you would call grown men, yeah. you would hope that every one of them would care the same. Yeah. Um, And here's the honest to God truth, Jay. I played with dudes that maybe they didn't have getting a lot of playing time. They felt like, one, they were just lucky to be there and they wanted to hang on as long as possible. Mm. And that meant fronting as long as possible, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the extra hustle okay. going practice, yeah. you know, out there running around, wanting to try to blow everything up, blow everybody up. And you knew those dudes weren't going home to study and prepare mm. for Sunday because they knew their role was limited, you know. I, and I know dudes like, you know, we get in the next day and I'm sitting there and I'm still hammering away my playbook and, and the dudes are like, man, I, I, I got one in last night, you know, like, <laughs> like, you, know, you know, we got a big game coming up here on Sunday, man. Yeah. I told that stuff up like, well, yeah, I was, you know, but you know, who's in it. And yeah. quite honestly, th- that's part of front office's duty is you have to like your player personnel people. Yeah. They've got to know who they're bringing in there. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's all about this dude can really ball, but, how much is he really, you know, put t- putting time in to make himself better because he might be good, but, you know, can we get him to that next level to be able to where we can depend on him? You know, some dudes just aren't built that way. They, you know, they get in the league. And, and like I said, it's a small, small percentage. Right. Because one, it's a small percentage of guys that even get to that level. Right. But there are some guys just like in every business, you know, or a lot of businesses across the country, man, they're just looking for that pay. On Monday, when that they check that uh, balance, and that balance looked good, hey, bro, made me another, got me another one in, you yeah. know, so you would like to think that, you know, every dude on the roster was, you know, just like, and you, as you mentioned, putting it, lay, just laying it all on the line, yeah, you know, but that's just not the con- construct of not just the NFL, but any business in the world for the most part. This is true. This is true. So, again, the Cardinals fall to the Denver Broncos 24-15 as they head to Denver. Uh, so next up is the Christmas game, and they're going to be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tom Brady ain't looking too – he ain't looking that right. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, he, but either way, we ain't looking that right either. But we are presented by Bet Online. We do this thing two times a week, so the next time you'll hear us is on Thursday as we uh, – as we talk about the 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 our reaction to the most recent um, hard knocks in season. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams, and we are presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? Till we see you later this week. Be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.